What's up, Bombshells? Welcome to Bombshell 1111 Podcast, Therapy for Women of Color. My name is Kia, and I'm your host. Generally, podcasts request donations, but I want you to show love by simply subscribing to my social media platforms by visiting my website at www.bombshell1111podcast.com. I want to see thousands of subscribers on this platform. Leave your comments, and I'll show love by shouting you out on my social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook. I want to thank you for your continued support as always. And with that being said, let's jump into this new episode. Bombshell 1111 podcast, Therapy for Women of Color, where we discuss mental health and personal development. My name is Kia, and I'm your host. Tonight, we'll be discussing personal development with our special guest, Tiffany Gardner. So let's get to it, Bombshells. Welcome, Tiffany. What's up? Hey there. Great to be with you tonight. Great to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the podcast. I'm so excited. I know that you're going to be able to drop a lot of knowledge and tools for us tonight. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the podcast. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. So, Tiffany, um, I did do a short description and um, I'm sorry, a short bio in the description um, for the listeners and the audience if they can know who you are, where you're from and that type of thing. But I always allow the audience to get a short bio from my guests because who's better to tell about themselves than you? So can you just let us know a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do? Yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. So my name is Tiffany Gardner. I'm an international human rights lawyer. Um, I started my my career and really my passion in post-apartheid South Africa, working with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Um, from that time, I spent time doing um, community organizing and um, microcredit lending um, across West Africa, particularly in Ghana, did women's rights work in Cambodia, worked at the UN in Switzerland for a while doing international work, um, and then came back to the U.S. Um, right around the time of Hurricane Katrina, did grassroots organizing um, across the Gulf Coast, New Orleans, Biloxi, Mississippi, um, and now I am proudly the CEO of a uh, nonpartisan national coalition called Reflect Us, across the country to get women elected at the local, state, and federal level. So I'm very happy to be with you tonight. I'm very happy to have you. And I just heard you say Biloxi, Mississippi. Shout out to Mississippi. Yes. Woo. Yes. <laughs> that is my, that's, that, uh, um, that is where I'm initially from. I, oh I originated from Mississippi. Um, Kosciuszko, Mississippi, actually. That's my hometown. Oh my. So okay. shout out to Mississippi. Yeah, that sounded very familiar when you said Biloxi. Oh, nice. So um, that's that, I think that's a great concept um, in what you established and what you're doing for women. How did you even get the idea or the concept to do this, Tiffany? Well, you know, I, I really can't credit myself with this. I was, um, you know, I had just left my, my work doing the um, organizing around Hurricane Katrina. And um, I was the the director of a housing program. And we started a national coalition called um, the Coalition to Restore um, Housing. Working with, um, you know, folk across the country, brown, blue, 
white folk all across the country. This was during the, uh, you know, 2005, 2008, um, you know, uh, mortgage lending crisis. So we were working with folks who had lost their homes due to predatory lending. We were working with Section 8 folks, homeless folks, public housing folks, and I was running that coalition. Um, I left that role to start my own not-for-profit called One World Exchange. Um, in that work, we work with um, young folks of color, young folks of color in college, and we send them abroad for the summer um, and for the semester to do international human rights and development work. And while in that role, I got a call <laughs> and someone said, hey, we've heard about you. We've come across your bio, your profile, and we think you would be perfect for Reflect Us. And um, I thought once about it, thought twice about it. I finally applied. And um, here I am now running this coalition and very happy to be here. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, you sound timid, but congratulations. That's that's a major power move. Um, and, and, you know, again, definitely for a woman of color. So, again, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It's a blessing. You're, you're more than welcome. And so where is this agency actually located, Tiffany? Right. So I'm in New York City. Um, so we're based in New York City. However, we work nationally. So Reflect Us is a coalition of eight of the leading women's representation organizations. And as I say, we have something for everyone. So um, between the eight organizations, organizations, we serve about 150,000 women a year and counting. Um, our organizations, the coalition represents everyone from higher heights which is the organization getting black women elected. They were behind Stacey Abrams and Kamala Harris before anyone knew their names. <laughs> we also have Ignite in our coalition, which is the organization training college women. We have Vote Run Lead, which does an amazing job with older women. Um, we also have Latinas Represent, that is working with our Latinx community, APAX, working with our Asian American, API women. And we also have WPLN that's working with our um, center right, uh, more, you know, uh, moderate women, um, more traditional women. So as I said, you know, the coalition represents all the different, or for the most part, all the different communities of women across this country, be it racial diversity, geographic diversity, um, partisan diversity, um, as well as age diversity. And how does one get involved um, if they if they want to be a part of this movement? And I love that you called it a movement. You know, um, Kia and all my work international, and I did begin my work, as I said, in post-apartheid. So my context has always been the international context. And I tell people, you know, in this country, we have a crisis in our democracy. Mm -hmm. And that crisis looks... Um, different in different ways right mm -hmm. and for the issue that i'm working on it's a crisis of representation of women so at most um let's take the u.s congress for instance that's only 27 percent women while we're 51 percent of the population if you look at executive offices executive state offices that's your governorship your lieutenant governorship that's only 26 percent women and then at the local level, it gets even worse, right? We're about 25, 26%. So you're looking at a nation where 51% of the population only has on average 26% of representation, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then, so what does that mean, right? So a lot of the policies that we're facing um, are made at the local level, are made at the state level, are made at the federal level. And these are policies that impact women, that impact families, therefore they impact women, and women have very little say in crafting those policies. So I tell people all the time that while our country is facing a lot of issues, 
Um, this is an exciting time, I believe, because there's an opening for us to rethink um, our democracy and our way forward. An important time to have these conversations. So please get involved. Um, visit us at Reflect Us. Um, we're having working groups thinking about these deep issues, how do we confront this crisis in our democracy. Um, we're having trainings. All of our coalition members do amazing, outstanding trainings. If you think you want to run for office, please, please do and get in touch with Reflect Us and either we can help you ourselves or we can get you connected to one of our amazing coalition members and it can get you plugged in um, and then join some of our conversations. In fact, we're having a, 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 an event on August 26th. If you visit our website, um, reflect.us, www.reflect.us, you'll see our event on the 26th talking about what are those systemic changes we can make to make our democracy more reflective and make it easier as a woman to run for office and be effective while in office. And speaking of that, that you that's a great segue into my next question. Just from your work experience and what you're doing in, in the movement that you're representing, why do you think that sometimes it's challenging for women to be held in that higher regard in reference to getting selected for um, different leadership roles? Why do you think that that's, that's such a big stigma in today's society? Wow, what a great question, Tia, an amazing question. It, it's, it's multifaceted. Um, first, I'll start with the personal and then I'll go to the societal. So, you know, what we find is that, um, you know, unfortunately for a lot of women, there's a confidence issue and that really um, shows itself out arenas and in different areas um and you know the you know political leadership uh field is not immune to that so a lot of times we'll have women come to us and, and you know they say that and anecdotally that you know you ask a man to run for office once maybe twice and he's on board and he's trying to run for the highest office there is um you ask the woman repeatedly to run and she'll come back with i'm not i'm not prepared um i'm not qualified i don't have enough knowledge in that area and she'll be just as credentialed as the man is yet there's this what we call imposter syndrome where she feels like she's just not qualified and again and i'm sure you can appreciate that this this sort of imposter syndrome runs across fields in our country um definitely is shown um, when it comes to political leadership, convincing women that they are qualified. You don't have to be the expert. You don't have to know everything to run for office. So so that's the personal. Um, and then you just have, you know, the structural, right? Um, the way that we have crafted political leadership, uh, which is leadership in our country, it's, it's definitely a game for the well-resourced, right? That's across race, across income, across gender. It's for the well-resourced. What do I mean by that? So for instance, one of the things that um, we reflect this is and um, advocating um, against or for, I should say, as well as others in the field is that when you're running for office in a lot of states and you're you know, collecting your war chest, you're getting those um, donations, campaign um, finance money can be used things a number of things but the one thing it can't be used for in the majority of states is child care <laughs> so who is that going to impact if i'm a mother of small children or a mother of children period i need to be out in the campaign i need to be shaking hands meeting people making speeches get home watching the kids right mm -hmm. um so issues such as that also incumbency right so you have party leaders party bosses behind incumbents when it comes to primaries, right? They get all this support, 
um, once elected, right, who gets to, you know, head up the special committees, who gets to chair, you know, the committees, and then therefore who gets to set the agenda are incumbents. And by and large, that's a game of male power because they have, by and large, you know, been in office longer, hence, um, more likely than not, they'll be the incumbents. Um, so these are all the different ways that both personally, but then as well, systemically, um, women are waiting for money for office or um, the barriers are such that it makes it more difficult for them to make that choice than men. And so Tiffany, how can Reflect Us assist a, a woman in moving forward when everyone else is telling her, no, this is not a good idea um, for you to run for office? How can you guys assist in helping that woman move forth with that idea and being elected for office if that's something that she's choosing to do when everyone, everyone else is telling her, no, it's not a good idea, maybe mm-hmm. because there, there's less um, women running and more men or whatever it may be with that particular state or issue. Exactly. Um, two things, community and training. Mm-hmm. So the first is um, there's a community for anyone, and I do believe this includes men, running for office can be a very daunting task. And I think most, or I hope that most people who do decide um, to pursue um, elected leadership do so with a sober mind because there is a lot of power in crafting the policies that impact Americans. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that decision whether or not one runs for office, right? So for women, we, we provide community. And I think, and this is why I'm so um, in love with your podcast because you understand the power of community, right? Um, this isn't sort of a softball issue. This isn't sort of a fluffy issue, but you know, it can be very isolating for anyone and particularly it can be isolating for women running for office. Um, we have done um, studies on this. Um, we have quite a few issue briefs um, researching this particular issue. The attacks on women when they run for office um, most times go beyond just the policy. I don't agree with her policy, which is fine, but it goes to the personal you know, much more than it does for men. Um, so just bringing that community of support for them, that community of womanhood that says, hey, I've been there or I'm going through that as well and I get what you're going through. Um, so again, through our eight coalition members, um, our 150 plus women that we're serving across the country, we have a community of support. That's mm-hmm. A. And then B, um, the training, right? So everyone from higher heights to vote run lead to she should run does amazing training, right? Um, A lot of our women, um, again, don't necessarily need that kind of support because they're already there, but it is helpful, you know what I mean? So everything from Robert's Rules of Orders to how to build a campaign staff to how to fundraise. And in fact, um, Reflect Us, we have an incubator project that we're doing out of Texas uh, with working class women because we quickly realized that that was a gap in the work that we're talking about women, but we wanna make sure that we're not just focusing on well-resourced women. So we're really going on the ground and, and, and pulling up those leaders in communities, working class women. And as a part of that, we do provide a stipend and we do, we do provide training, financial literacy training, financial goal setting training for the candidates of our fellowship program. Um, so again, if anyone listening is remotely interested in either holding um, elected office or being a part of someone's campaign or being a part of someone's chief of staff or being a part of policy making, please see us at Reflect Us and we'll plug you in and get you connected to the uh, to the community and to the movement. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that because there are so many young people 
that have a high interest in, in, in politics and things like that, um, especially the new millennium, um, yep. Tiffany, they are really into that and they have a strong sense of um, freedom of speech, um, um, yes. so to say, and they, they're not scared to speak. And I think this is something that will be very, very beneficial for them. So I hope that you guys are really digging into this and, yeah. and listening um, and getting this feedback from her because um, I think with now with 2021, how things are forever changing within our world, um, this is a great resource. Refresh Us is a great resource. Yes, yes, yes. And, Not only and, and empowering. Go ahead, Tiff. Go ahead, Tiff. Oh, very quickly, and, I, and I'll say you're you're absolutely right, um, sis. And what I'll say is, you know, what gives me hope. And again, I talk about this crisis in our democracy. I say, you know, if I and again, here I am, the international human rights lawyer. If I were in, you know, Belarus, or if I were in, you know, uh, Tanzania, or if I were in Ecuador, or if I were in Vietnam, and if I gave you these appalling numbers of women in political leadership, you know, OSI would be up in arms, and the UN would be up in arms, right? We'd be doing. They are. We're doing reports about this and getting more women active politically. And I think because of U.S. exceptionalism, no one's talking talking about this crisis, but to your point, what gives me um, hope and what makes me excited about this work is seeing the young people and in particular seeing the young women across mm -hmm. the aisle, across the racial divides, really taking ownership of their country and saying, we're, we're not doing it this way anymore. Yes. I do think that, you know, having women in office like Kamala Harris has been a boon and a boost to the work. Again, not that we're there, back to that 26%, not that we're there, but I do feel a sea change as it were in the atmosphere. And I do think this is a time, to your point, Kia, that we embrace those young women, those mm -hmm. women, those older women, and that we don't push the door, but that we really kick the door through. Yes, amen. And you know, you are just leading right into my questions I have for you. <laughs> leadership, about leadership. And I want to kind of ask you a question in reference to a personal question in reference to leadership because you are a great leader in what you're doing um, for women. How did you reach your level of success given the sector's gender gap? How did yes. you reach your level of, of success, especially among leadership and with other women? Wow. And, be and being a woman of color at that. No, I, I start, I think everyone has that, that foundation where they start. And my foundation is twofold. It's my faith and my parents. So um, I'm a Christian and I'm a, a very proud Christian. And I, 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 I'm, I'm one of those Christians that really um, hold tight to the philosophy of liberation theology. What do you do for the widows and the orphans? And that's how I've tried to live my life. And in the work that I've done from, again, South Africa to Cambodia to Katrina, Hurricane Katrina to the UN and to my work with One World Exchange, sending our colleagues abroad, it's been the widows and the orphans. What do you do to these, right? Whatever, you know, Jesus said, whatever you've done to the least. You know, I'm um, African-American, very proud of that heritage. Both of my parents came up in the segregated South under Jim Crow. Um, they were, you know, praise God, able to do very well. Um, I'm a lawyer, my sister's a doctor, but I also understand that coming out of that experience, um, there were and continue to be a lot of challenges um, for African-Americans. And although my sister and I have done extremely well, not everyone has. 
fulfilling an obligation in that way to the community. And I think honestly, um, you know, I was a corporate lawyer for a while, right after law school, working on Wall Street, doing high powered deals and making a whole lot of money and said, you know what, this is not what my calling was. Mm. I read book by Rick Warren called Purpose Driven Life while I was at the law firm doing high power deals, <laughs> pulling all nighters and said, you know, Lord, where would you have me? And since then, it was a very fine firm called Scadden Arps. It's an amazing top rate firm. Um, but since that time, leaving Scadden and leaving with some very good relationships, and very good friendships, since that time, I've done what spoke to my soul. And I think if there's my success as it were it would probably be in that my faith and the legacy of my parents oh wow well, I, I think that you said the most important thing when you said doing something that is your purpose because mm-hmm. if you're not doing what your purpose is you're no matter how much money you're making Tiffany you're not gonna mm-hmm. feel fulfilled you're just that's not right. it's just gonna that's be a right. job yeah yeah so I think that's very very for me that that's what keeps me motivated and, and, and keeps me going um that's right. because not in addition to the podcast i also work in mental health and that's oh, very nice. as well yeah and so like giving very back nice. to the community and trying to you know like you said coming from a less fortunate um place in mm-hmm. my childhood and now that i'm able to be in a somewhat better comfortable position i'm wanting to help others that are less fortunate um, that's, and that's right. what it's all about. Yeah, so totally agree. And and I will say this. Oh, and I will Go say that to the folks listening is that for me, I've come to appreciate that your passion a lot of different ways. So your passion could be public service, but your passion could be private sector too. So so my so I undergrad, and he's in the private sector. He's and I come to learn and appreciate that for your listeners if your passion is the private sector if your passion is building wealth you have too <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so that's okay and especially as a community um, and as an African American community make sure what you do whatever that passion is that you do it um, unto excellence Mm-hmm. And that you do it with a view towards the community and at some point giving back to the community. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. So, Tiffany, before we head out tonight, can you allow the listeners um, just one more time for those who didn't get it, where they can come and check out your information that you spoke on tonight and if they want to reach out and connect with you? Um, if someone is potentially wanting to run for office or just get involved, how can they yes. contact you guys? Yes, we have ways. First, you can reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram at Tiffy, T-I-I, Gardner, G-A-R-D is in David, N is in Nancy. Um, you can also reach me at Twitter, same handle, Tiffy Gardner. Um, reflect us. Our website is reflect.us. Our Instagram handle is the same, reflect underscore US. Our Twitter is reflect underscore US. Please visit our website. There is a ton of um, information, publications that can get you started. Reach out to me directly. DM me. Again, Tiffy, T-I-F-F-Y, Gardner, 
DM me. I'll get you connected to folks. And if you're considering it, thinking about it, might maybe, maybe not, please reach out. Our country, our nation, our world is in dire need of committed, um, solid, um, responsible leadership. And I see so, so much of that coming from women of all generations, all backgrounds, and we need you. We need you. We need you. Thank you so much for that, kid. And before we head out tonight, is there one piece of advice you would like to leave the audience with? <sighs> you know, I would say go forth unafraid. Um, I... You know, over the course of my career, I've seen a lot. Um, over the course of working in different countries, and a lot of my career has been in post-conflict regions, um, be it South Africa, be it Cambodia, after the Khmer Rouge. I would even say in a lot of ways, you know, the U.S. is post-conflict, um, given the racial that has happened over the course of history in this country that we're still grappling with. With that being said, I haven't felt, although there's a lot happening and there is, felt a more um, optimistic time to be in this world and in this country. Stuff is so open and there's so much opportunity. So I would say, do it, do it. Earth unafraid. Um, and now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on and being part of the podcast. I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your knowledge and tools. Um, I wish you the best in your future endeavors. And um, thank you so much for giving back to the community and empowering women, women of all colors. So again, thank you so much for coming on and being a part. My absolute pleasure. And you guys, that that brings us to the close of this podcast episode. Thanks, Tiffany, for joining We hope that that you were able to hear something beneficial to you. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back next Sunday at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And with that being said, you guys, always remember you are a bum within your own shell. Peace, love, and light, you guys. Good night. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some valuable information that can help you on your personal journey. Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Bombshell1111 or at Bombshell1111 TV. You can also check out our mental health page, Your Health is Your Wealth, on Facebook, which is a page created to inform and support individuals with mental health and other health conditions. And with that being said, always remember, you guys, you are a bomb within your own shell. Until next time, peace, love, and light.